0: Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado.
1: Cannot
0: play with Cannot win with Cannot Can't do it. game. I listen, we're talking about practice. Not again.
1: We're talking about. You are now locked in to the Clock Dodgers Podcast. Clock Dodgers Podcast.
0: Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. This is the Clock Dodgers Podcast. We'll be discussing fantasy football and the NFL for week six. I am Neil. With me is Adam. What up, Adam? And
1: good night. This is the Truman Show. Welcome.
0: <laughs> That's a great movie. So it is that. a great movie. I feel like it's underrated. I don't know, in the grand scheme of things, if it was really you know heralded enough in its time, but I feel like uh, it's really underrated.
1: Yeah, act- I would agree with that. Very underrated. That but, that you know, it is funny. That that is a film. I haven't actually thought about it in a little while, um, but it is really underrated. It's an interesting film for like the time it came out in.
0: And- yeah, it never comes up in discussions. It's never talked about, <laughs> and it was a good movie i might just go watch it after this podcast now um you can find us both on twitter i'm at clock dodgers he's at the other ff guy so any question or conversation you want to continue with us can be had there um by the way we're transparent adam we acknowledge when we're wrong which is never um we might brag here or there when we're right i mean which is all the time but uh we you know we don't hide behind internet avatars or inflated egos and beg for your praise we're real regular ass people just like the listeners so that's what makes this beautiful let's have some fun today adam don't get too tense on me don't get too stressed out don't get too hyped up about something let's just have some fun talk about week six and we'll stack some more w's man that's it can can you handle that for today's episode
1: no, I'm, like, extremely on edge. I don't
0: need you high-strung, man. I don't know. You know, you may be an Ajayi I'm owner. I'm freaking I don't... out,
1: man. Yeah.
0: You know, you could be a Jay Ajayi owner, and you might be, you know, really tense for this one. So, you know, let's just start there, actually. Let's just start there. He was placed on the injured reserve. He tore his ACL. It sucks. We hate when that happens. We definitely hope he recovers quickly and better than ever. But your immediate thoughts on how teams with Ajayi should move forward Adam?
1: I mean, in most leagues, you, you've got to have some eagle out there on the waiver wire. And I think that just because they're a high-power offense, they haven't been they – like they they're not gelling like they did last year, obviously, so far through the season. But like I expect as, as Wentz gets more comfortable back in the offense that things are going to gel a little bit better moving forward but i feel like it just depends on your league type and who is available for who you pick up there because honestly even in like really deep leagues i don't mind adding darren Sproles in ppr leagues i think there is an off chance that he ends up getting the bulk of usage there like it feel like it's anybody's guess which of the three is going to come out on top unfortunately i don't really have a dog in the race like i'm a uh,
0: smallwood guy I'm a Smallwood guy. You're a
1: Smallwood guy. Yeah, man. Yeah. Well, that doesn't surprise me.
0: Put that Corey Clement noise <laughs> to the side. I'm a Small. Why are you saying it doesn't surprise you? <laughs> what is this? What is this about? Listen, I'm going to act like you don't, I don't even know what's going on here at this point. But, um, yeah, it doesn't surprise you for some reason. Probably because wood, this guy's over here dropping stupid jokes again as usual. Um, I'm a five-year-old. <laughs> yeah, straight out. That doesn't surprise me. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm a small wood guy, man. Crack your jokes, get them off. Get it, get it. No, that sounded terrible. Get them off small. <laughs> this is horrible. This is a horrible start. Can we just restart this at this point? Um, <laughs> yeah, but I'm not a Clement guy and a lot of people, you know, talking about him, but I'm on the, uh, Wendell train. I'm going to say Wendell for now on. So I don't got to say it the other way. Um, you know, I did see the Lashawn McCoy rumors be floating around, you know, uh, Philly has contacted uh, the bills and kind of trying to get a you know uh, you know return to Philly. Do you put anything into that at this point? I mean, for me, when it comes to McCoy, like I've pretty much moved on from McCoy, like from a fantasy perspective at this point. Um, I know that if he gets traded to Philly, you know it's gonna make his stock go up, 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 and people are gonna want to talk about him and people are gonna want to acquire him. But personally, like I'm not interested in paying for an inflated rate for McCoy. I'm not interested in you know playing that game. And I just don't really care too much about McCoy at this point because I don't really trust him anymore. But um, do you think there's any real stock in that that we should acknowledge at all?
1: I think there's little to no stock. I mean, there was a report that honestly seems hilarious to me uh, that the, uh, the Bills are asking for a second and a third for LaShawn McCoy. Um, which either of those are ludicrous. Uh, LaShawn McCoy is a 30-year-old running back. Like He obviously is extraordinarily talented and has a, had a great career, but, I mean, honestly, even a team giving up a fourth-round pick for him seems a little much. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I, I don't know. I just don't see it. Um, I think where we're at right now... The Eagles are probably just gonna make do with what they have I mean they were really comfortable running with mostly a committee all year last year and I think that they're gonna be pretty comfortable doing the same thing here yeah I, I think it's just gonna be a situation where from from week to week it's 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 gonna be extremely hard to tell I don't think one of these guys is really gonna break out
0: in other words, get your small wood folks. Um, uh, moving on. The Jaguar signed Jamal Charles. This guy just won't go away. Um, first of all, as the CEO of the TJ Yeldon Fan Club, I feel like I'm forbidden from acknowledging this move at all. Um, but do you have any thoughts on it, Adam?
1: Uh, yeah. I mean, it's interesting. Whoa. Like I did not see it coming. I don't think Jamal Charles is relevant, but I mean, to me, it's just a depth signing. If it has somebody panicking on TJ Yeldon, then Who panics on
0: TJ Yeldon. Oh, I know a guy. I know a guy. (laughs) I know one guy.
1: Yeah? You're aware of someone? Yeah, I
0: know one guy. Mm. Let's just say Mm. he's no Betty Crocker. He's no Betty Crocker, but he's foolish. Um, I'd also like to make an official request here, man, to all the fantasy platforms out there. They need to correct a name on their apps. We're going to stop calling him Leonard Fournette. From here on out, he'll be addressed as Leonard Forget. And that's exactly what you should do with a man. Just forget the guy. Just forget Dude, about that it. that was
1: so cringy. Like, no, no, just move was, on.
0: Like, I forgot about him. Like People always so people always hit me with these Leonard Fournette questions, and I'm like, who? Like, I forgot about the guy already. Like, TJ Yeldon has taken his place. We can move on. Like, the guy is injured all the time. You're going to sit here and play this game with, is he coming back? Is he not? When Let's he does talk come about
1: back, another guy that's injured all the time that people need to forget about. One Dalvin Cook, who once again looks like he's gonna miss time.
0: Dalvin Forget?
1: Dalvin maybe.
0: Dalvin Forget Dalvin maybe forget. That's maybe. the middle name. See he has a middle <laughs> name. The other guy's just Leonard Forget. Like there's no middle name. He's just one of those kind of guys. But Dalvin Maybe Forget is a possibility. Dalvin yeah, I
1: think that I think that's fine. Maybe forget. Maybe forget. Feel like that—that's about as confident as I am in it. But dude,
0: I dropped a I forget—I seems- dropped a Leonard forget joke. You dropped a Smallwood joke. I mean, are we trying to be comedians here? Because we got it going, man. Like,
1: if anyone is still listening, we're lucky.
0: We're lucky, and that's—that means something. So thank you. Um, but yeah, yeah, man. Thank you. <laughs> I, I'm good though. I'm starting TJ Yeldon. I'm stacking W's over here, man. I don't give a damn what anybody thinks. I'm happy. I hope, I mean, uh, this is no Leonard forget shame, shade. I'm not throwing shade at him. I hope he does get better and all that. But TJ Yeldon's here to stay, man. He's here to stay. That's all I got to say about it. And I want people to acknowledge it and take notice of it and use it. Stop telling me, well, I'm going to try to trade him for something now. I got a chance. It's not about that. It's about using the players who are good. Adam, can you make sense of that for me? How come when a guy like TJ Yeldon hits the scene, gets an opportunity, plays well. Like, there's literally nothing you can say about the guy. He's playing well. He's producing in fantasy, okay? I don't care about what he does in the NFL and what you think about it and, you know, whatever. He's he's producing points for everybody. Why are people so adamant on trading that guy?
1: I think people just they, – they think that what you're supposed to do is sell high. Like, the, everybody kind of has this idea in their mind that, hey, if I – i have a guy who got hot i need to sell him at his peak value but there's two issues with that one you don't know for a fact that that individual is not going to continue having that value and two you don't know if the player that you're trading for is going to have that perceived value like i think a lot of times people think that whoever they're receiving in a trade is like a sure thing all the time <laughs> right honestly that's just not the case i mean yeah, for TJ Yeldon moving forward, I feel like he he's already gotten you everything that you could have wanted. So at this point, just like it's it's just gravy. I think it's the same thing with James Conner. Like just keep playing him as yeah. long as you can. And then when you can't play him anymore, like just be happy for all the weeks that you got production from him. Like to me it's simple. The idea that you want to just panic and trade away these guys while they still have value like i get it but to me their value is in your starting lineup for as long as they last
0: nice one adam nice one putting people in I their try. place we're sitting here dropping jokes putting people in their place early and often man that's what we do here that's what we do so if you got a player like tj yelling adam says hey he's best in your lineup stop with the with the with the bs man stop panicking i think i think what it really is is those people are like insecure about it. I think they, they feel like I didn't go into the season thinking this guy was going to do anything. So now that he's doing something, it must not be real. It must be temporary. Do you know what I mean? Like this guy wasn't lauded and, you know, ranked so high and projected to be great. And so so now he's doing something that nobody else said he was going to do, or very few people said he was capable of. And now I have to get rid of him because it can't be real.
1: Let's be honest. It's I mean it's not like he beat out Leonard for that. I mean it's Leonard a situation forget. where. I'm sorry,
0: sir. Sorry. Leonard. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay.
1: Whatever. Yeah. It's a situation where he is the backup, and he has secured a very strong backup role, and the starter is injured. And we're seeing this more and more and more throughout the year. It's gonna. But he's continue. forever
0: flex worthy, Adam. He's James White to me, man.
1: I, well, that is just absurd. But I mean, he can he's be James whatever White. you want him to be right now. He's James right White, now, he he's James
0: White in the Jaguars. Lineup.
1: If you own TJ Elden, this is this is why. You own him for situations just like right now where Fournette misses time and, and you have to play it.
0: Disagree, okay? my friend. A, We're going to disagree. We're going to disagree, my friend. He's mm. flex-worthy. I've called it before this season. And I'm sticking to it. Let's jump, Adam, to trust or trust issues. I'm going to tell you the name of a player. You tell me if you trust him or don't trust him and why. Le'Veon bell trust trust him and yeah i I trust that he'll be back at
1: some point this year and i trust that when he comes back this year that it's going to be very similar to what we just saw from mark ingram in like the first game that he comes back he's going to be used it's not going to be some gigantic workload but it's going to be pretty steady And he's going to be used in great game script situations. And I think that Bell's just going to have an immediate impact. And honestly, like, if you have him on your roster, if you've had him this long, like, you're keeping him. And as soon as he comes back, you're you're hoping for the best. So, yeah, yeah, I I, I trust, man. Yeah, I mean,
0: even after our podcast last week, when we talked about Mark Ingram and how we both trusted him and how, you know, when he comes back, we use him, Um, I had conversations with people. I told them the same exact thing, and they still. Like, weren't with me on it, man. They were People like, just
1: don't want to listen. They
0: don't want to listen, man. They don't, they don't want, to, want listen. to listen. It's all right. They want to be gun-shy and just trigger-shy, whatever it's called. What is it called? Trigger-shy? Like, you're afraid to pull the trigger? I think that's what it is. I
1: mean, no, it's called gun-shy, gun but shy? that's the important gun That's a weird word.
0: Gun-shy is a weird way to say it, but okay. Um, Jameis Winston, trust or trust issues?
1: trust yeah I'm excited about JMF Winston moving forward and it's not just because I own him in the Scott Fish Bowl it's mostly because I own him in the Scott Fish Bowl but it's also because of how good Ryan Fitzpatrick was able to be in that offense and you know Jameis for all intents and purposes is a better quarterback so he has amazing weapons they're playing at peak skill level I mean they have no running game, so from a volume perspective, he's going to be throwing a ton, even though efficiency matters way more than volume for quarterbacks. But you just you you have a situation where for me moving forward he's like a top ten quarterback. And I'm excited like where I own him to, to be able to play him finally.
0: Yeah, I could use a Jameis Winston and Scott Fishbowl right now, man. I could no. use I didn't think I would say words like that, but I'm I'm saying words like that right now. I could definitely use a Jameis right now looking shaky at best man. Shaky at best. Uh Robbie Anderson, Mr. I get one or two catches and they're touchdowns. What do you think, man? Trust or trust issues?
1: Trust and like I actually noticed he's on a waiver wire of in a league I'm in, which I was flabbergasted by. Um so I have a claim in for him. I wish I would have like been scouring that waiver wire better and noticed that before cuz I I'm I was shocked that he wasn't owned, but, you know, he had yet to have a big game like this, but we saw this from him on a handful of occasions last year, so I feel like, you know, he's a guy that he, definitely got to be rostered in every league and has, you know, wide receiver three flex-worthy availability Flabberg. every week.
0: This guy over here is fucking flabbergasted. <laughs> Jeez, man. Jeez. I was shocked. I was flabbergasted. Shocked. Why are we and go, I am flabbergasted. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is crazy talk, man. I uh, didn't just
1: sip helium, but Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> the last one, Dante Moncrief.
1: I'm going to say trust. What? This guy trusted every single yeah, player, I know. including
0: a guy who catches one ball a game and including another guy who's just one of 50 receivers on a team with a bad quarterback. Oh, go ahead.
1: Wait, which one was the one ball a game person, Very
0: man. He catches like one pass a game. Uh, go ahead, though. Dante Moncrief, why do you trust him? You probably trusted D.D. Westbrook at some point. You probably trusted Keelan Cole at one point. You probably trusted other guys at one point. Go ahead. Why do you trust him? I mean, you make Bortles? a really good argument. Because of Blake Bortles? <laughs> Blake Bortles is why I don't uh, trust him. Keelan Cole is why I don't trust him. Did he no, Westbrook I mean, is why I, I don't trust him?
1: I trust Dante Moncrief because of his targets. I mean, that, uh, that's basically like that. That has to be where it comes down to. He leads the team in targets. You know, he just came off a game where he got 15 targets. He was only able to hold in six catches. It's not like... He's some. That's a great ratio. I'm not even receiver. a math guy,
0: but that's a great, fantastic. That's a flabbergasting ratio.
1: Yeah, it's not good. It's not <laughs> that's good. good. <laughs> that's Blake is throwing you the ball. I mean, you know, <laughs> anything can happen. But re- regardless, I mean, he he's getting the bulk of targets in that wide receiving group, and they're going to continue throwing the ball at lunch because they're missing that guy you forgot about. And oh, now they don't have a running game because they, they forgot to have one.
0: Oh, I let her forget this guy. Forget about it. All right, man. Listen, I got some questions to get to here because we I asked for listener questions, and in clocked out your fashion, they came out through the woodworks. So I want to get to some of these questions because I just feel like there's a chance I could like forget or something and miss them. So, uh, Mr. Josh Crocker, the official CEO of the TJ Yeldon Hate Camp, uh, asks, what do we think of Devonta Freeman's value? No, 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 I'm sorry. What what do you think Devonta Freeman's value does between now and the start of next season? Does he get a bump from Tevin leaving or is he just on a downward trajectory? God, I used the big words and shit, man. You messed me up a little bit. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he does that on purpose, damn teacher. Uh, yeah, I mean, do we even know Coleman's leaving? I mean, it's not like a fact, but uh, what do you feel about this, Adam? What's your take, man?
1: I mean, I think Coleman's leaving. I, I think that you know the writing's on the wall there. Essentially, you know he his contract's going to be up, and he's going to garner a lot, a lot of prospects. Like I, I, think that he'll be probably the hottest free agent running back next year. I mean, there's there's a few other good names out there. Uh, but as far so as the
0: Falcons dump, not dump, dump Freeman and keep Coleman
1: because mm-hmm. Freeman's still under contract. Trade, but uh, anywho. Uh, as far as far nobody trades running backs like this isn't gonna
0: happen trading to that Uh, team who we forgot who the running back is uh so yeah what's freeman's uh trajectory trajectory here he'd
1: do better than tj yeldon all right um no for freeman though i think it's actually an interesting buy low option because right now i think that a lot of people who own him in dynasty probably are feeling the most down on him that they have in a number of years. So I think if you are one of those people like myself who believe that Coleman will move on to another team next year, Ito Smith doesn't seem like he's going to be as intensive competition and Freeman might be fully healthy next year not playing through the nagging injuries that he has this year. So I think it's a great time to buy based on perception and be able to really profit once that transition happens next year.
0: Yeah, I'm with you on that. He's been, he's been so disappointed, man. Like he really he, has. he went from he such really he might have put himself he might have put the bar too high and like, you know, now at this point it's been like can't reach it again. I don't
1: know. But he uh, definitely it's just I mean this happens, you know. There are guys who are super talented, but when they're nicked up, they just don't play well. I mean Stefan Stephon Diggs has shown the same thing throughout his career and it, it happens to a number of players. Like they they're just they're hurt. They're not gonna play as well because they just they don't play through injury well some guys do some guys just definitely don't
0: yeah i got you all right next question is from adam wx 21 what the fuck do we do with royce freeman can someone tell denver he is the best running back on their roster
1: Yeah, seriously can somebody tell them because it's true <laughs> um but uh man it, it's so tough though because I mean, Philip Lindsay can do all the things that they're asking him to do. Like, Philip Lindsay is not a bad running back. So you just run into a situation where you have, you know, this coach think. And coach think is just like, play the hot hand. Which, whatever that means most of the time, is, is basically it's anybody's guess who's going to get touches in an offense. And, I mean, neither one of them are really getting enough volume. That being said, they're both being used enough in the passing game that, like, on any given week... It You know, it, it's just it's a tough situation. It's frustrating, and yeah, I, I wish they used Freeman more.
0: Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, we all wish they would use him more. Um, but, I mean, what what do you do with him, though? Do you just – I mean, if you're in Dynasty, obviously you just wait this out. Um, if you're in Redraft, you kind of just wait it out, too, because you really don't got a choice. So, obviously, you play him if you have no other options. But if you do, if you say you have a Phillip Lindsey, you play Phillip Lindsay. I don't know. Man.
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't know if uh, – honestly, like – I guess in PPR leagues they're fine this week, but against the Rams, I mean that can yeah, th- that that could just get out of control so quick. And I just I don't know. I don't feel good about either of them. I wouldn't be excited to start either.
0: I'm with you. Um, B. Joffrey said, you know, we kind of already talked about um, Shady McCoy He was just asking that, you know, if he does um, get traded, you know, does it decrease or increase his value? We neither one of us think he will, but if he did. Obviously, I think it would increase his value going to the Eagles. It just makes sense. Um, Yeah, obviously. It's a tough answer other than that. But, yeah, neither one of us think he'll get moved at all. Um, Let's see what else I'm trying to jump through these. Um, Forget or Dalvin maybe forget in a standard league. Yikes.
1: I don't know who either of those players you just named (laughs) are.
0: We've already forgotten. So let's go over to the next question. That same guy sent which was his he's at Detroit Lions at D De- that De- 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 Lions. Uh shout out to him anyway. He's a cool dude. Uh does Alfred Blue take over in Houston? Absolutely not. No, but, uh, but Neither does uh, Lamar because he's deep, trash either. You know who does take over?
1: Yeah, in deep leagues, go pick up Deonta Foreman. Or, Foreman.
0: Foreman yeah, is definitely man. the pickup. He comes back week seven.
1: Yeah, I mean ho- it's, Wait, do
0: you remember our conversation is- from before the season started?
1: Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know you like to. Yeah, 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 It's, it's yeah. fine. I mean, I would pick him up regardless just because Lamar Miller has not. <laughs> done well, you
0: raved about Lamar Miller. You said he was one of the safest running backs he, this year.
1: I mean, I thought he was in a great situation. He is in a great situation, which he is why. He just sucks. Yeah, same which same. Is, it, I'm not arguing. <laughs> He's, For me, he has had a ball. terrible year so far, <laughs> and it's really ridiculous when you think of, you know, the situation has been solid. Uh, I, I mean, it, it's like. He, everything is lined up perfectly for him, and he is not succeeding. So, yeah, I think it's just time to move on.
0: I agree. I agree. Footballers ask Who should I start while Tate is on a bye? Lockett, Inunwa, D Thomas, or Jordy Nelson? Lockett all day, especially this week. Explain the Raiders.
1: That's all <laughs> day. All day.
0: That's an all yeah, day one.
1: Yeah, I'm probably playing Lockett there, too. And Nunwa is interesting to me uh, in PPR leagues, just because he's been getting a nice target volume. But yeah, especially with Robbie Anderson going off last week, I think. It, I think. It, yeah, I think. I think. Oh God, I, I'm like going back and forth on it. I it
0: like you were having like an aneurysm or something. <laughs> I like. know, right?
1: Ah.
0: Uh, what uh. oh, a stroke over there. <laughs> Jeez. I I didn't know just why receivers where one gets 15 targets a game and one gets one would cause such a a headache.
1: It was mostly me trying to remember all four players that you just came there. It's just like, no, all right, right, now, well, we're just going to move on. How
0: about this one from uh, at Dolphin uh, Juz? Pick up Edelman, but I would have to drop either Boyd or Ridley. Should I do it? No. It's crazy, right? It's, so crazy. Yeah, it's crazy so crazy, these, these questions, man. You would never ask yeah. this in the beginning of the year. So crazy.
1: I mean, maybe drop Ridley. Maybe. But, like, I, I don't know, man. That's so tough. That's frustrating. I feel like there's got to be somebody else on your roster at a different position that you could drop. And those are just your worst wide receivers. But I don't know. That's, yeah, that's tough.
0: I agree. I agree. Trying to see what other ones I got here before I bail and leave and miss somebody. Uh, one point PPR flex, John Brown or Chris Carson? You got a preference there, Adam?
1: Yeah, John Brown. John definitely. Brown. John Brown, I feel like, has had such an underrated season so he far. Has.
0: He's the Truman Show of football this year. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that was from Big Joey. Uh, Kung Fu Kenny. I like that name. Roll with Cousins or Watson this week. Or pick up Winston, your boy Winston.
1: Definitely pick up and play Winston. Shut your ass up.
0: You play Winston over Cousins and Watson? <laughs> no, no. I, it, say. I, I
1: think I, I think Watson definitely. Starting to I, think I'm
0: in the Truman Show.
1: <laughs> Jeez. No, no. I like both those options better than, <laughs> better than Winston this week. But uh, but no, I, I'd go with Deshaun Watson.
0: TJ7224, who would you rather have in the long run, James Conner or TJ Eldon? We're going to split on this one.
1: In the long run, I mean, I
0: don't know what the long run is. Is that a 50 yard dash? Is that a full season? Is that 10 years? Is that. I
1: I think this comes down to like what we were just talking about before, where if you have James Conner, like you want to be playing him now, but TJ Yeldon is the same type of player right now, and he actually offers something in the future where it seems like James Conner probably doesn't. So, yeah, I mean, I'd probably go TJ Yeldon over James Conner rest of season.
0: Yeah. I agree. I'm trying to see what other ones are here. If there's any easy ones, Wrath of Doom, two questions. You're getting greedy. Does Connor have a solid game against the Bengals this week? I don't know. I don't know. Adam, do you know? I mean, I feel like he's going to play as hard as he can these last few weeks because he may not to get to play much longer. Uh, so I just feel like he's going to do good. But then again, it could be in his head. It could be bothering him. He could be thinking about it. Ah, I hate that situation, man. I'm so happy I got no Connor stock at all.
1: Yeah, I mean, they're not at home, which, I mean, you know, the whole Big Ben home road split narrative for whatever it's worth. I mean, it's an in-division matchup, which in-division matchups are typically played a little bit closer. Yeah. I, I mean, it's really just going to come down to volume more than anything. I mean, you know, in the two games where Connor has had a large amount of volume uh, last week and in week one, he was fantastic for fantasy. So I think it's really just going to come down to, like, how the game moves. Um, with that in mind, I mean, is there a chance that Pittsburgh just, you know, is able to run all over Cincinnati? Yeah, I think there's, like, a possibility. Um, like I was saying before, if you have Connor, I feel like you just, you have to play
0: him. Yeah, just ride him do Like,
1: I don't, I don't know if you can expect for him to have a huge game, but if the game tilts in that direction, they're comfortable with feeding him the ball i mean they've shown that so it's as long as the game tilts that way it's going to be really positive
0: yeah and his second question was a uh a Steelers question also he said now that juju seems to have his targets eaten by ab time to trade you know me man i'm assuming this is not dynasty because you would probably wouldn't ask that but i i'm not the panic type man so i don't go off of impulse i don't go off of just one game one week two weeks i would say stick to juju but obviously if you get an offer that blows you away you can't deny it you know yeah trade them, but i'm i'm not going to panic over that you got him
1: wait is this about trading juju or trading yeah, ab Trading
0: juju away because it seems like his targets are getting eaten up by ab
1: no yeah that, i think that's foolish i'm not i'm not going to trade away juju i mean especially not in dynasty but yeah. at, assuming this is a redraft question i'm i'm not panicking i think that you're going to run into situations where they're both going to have huge games they're both going to have the occasional dud and they're going to beat pretty steady otherwise so yeah i mean they're both getting a ridiculously high target share so i don't think that it's a situation where one of them is going to necessarily take away from the other i think it's going to be very similar to dig Steelen. like you have two elite wide receivers that are going to have high volume and then the rest of the offense just kind of gets and dunked out through there
0: yeah yeah i agree one more, and then we'll jump over to Fowler No. Fowler and close this bad boy out. Uh, Jay Nelson 97 said best two running back waiver ads standard league. Uh, he has Smallwood, Mike Davis, Ronald Jones, Alf Morris, and Alf Blue. I'm not adding Alf Blue. I could already tell you that. I'll go Alf Morris here and Smallwood because Adam says that's what uh you know not a surprise. So Smallwood and Alf Morris for me
1: yeah actually those are the same two i would go with morris morris before smallwood for me but
0: and now we are officially in sync you see how that works just just roll right eventually it just comes together man eventually you just start to agree with me i appreciate it um that's it for listener questions if i missed your question like i really apologize there's a lot in that chat and stuff going on but definitely uh, hit me up i'll try to answer them if i can otherwise um foul or no foul Foul or no foul, Adam. The first one, the loss of a Ajayi will not affect the Eagles' offense whatsoever. Foul or no foul?
1: No foul. Running backs don't matter.
0: This guy is brutal. Cutthroat, man. You're just cutthroat. The debate that fantasy Twitter has in an uproar today, defense doesn't matter. Foul or no foul?
1: No foul. Defenses don't matter. Running backs don't matter. Defenses Nothing don't matter. matter. Nothing <laughs> matters. Heat Arby's. <laughs>
0: What, what if you when you go to Arby's, like, what's your go-to?
1: I mean, anything but curly. Yeah, you you got to get curly fries. That that's why you go to Arby's straight up. When you go to Arby's, the curly fries are the main thing that you're getting, and then any meal that you're getting with it is the side.
0: <laughs> Pretty much.
1: But but yeah, I don't know. I I I'll eat a roast beef sandwich, man. I like them. I don't care with Arby's sauce. I get, it's I get the chicken
0: sandwich with the bacon and stuff on it, man. It's good.
1: It's, no, it doesn't sound Yo, good at all. their it, sauce
0: though is legit.
1: Yeah, the Arby's sauce is amazing.
0: Again, we're on an underrated episode today. Truman Show, Arby's sauce, and John Brown are having an underrated year. Definitely (laughs) definitely happening.
1: John Brown is the Arby's sauce of wide receivers. (laughs)
0: Exactly. So it's a fact. This is a fact. Number three, Habib jumping into the crowd after beating Conor McGregor's ass should result in a UFC suspension. Foul or no foul? You're playing the part of the Nevada State Commission here.
1: Well, yeah, you said UFC, but really really it is the Nevada yeah. State Athletic Commission. And I think in that case it's no foul. Like the Nevada State Athletic Commission has to suspend him. I mean, he he jumped out of the cage, attacked someone in the crowd. That someone happens to be a trained mixed martial artist who, you know, is part of Connor's team and, and his jujitsu trainer and all that jazz, but at the end of the day, what he did is going to have to be reprimanded. I, My expectation is a year suspension. I'm hoping it's not the case. I'm hoping that it's six months. Um, I think if it's either of those, though, we're running into a situation where I wouldn't be shocked if Khabib gets stripped, um, which is great for the UFC, in my opinion, because it allows them to create a, you know, fake champion again. Be that, <laughs> you know they have a Conor Tony Ferguson fight or, or, the many other plethora of options. The
0: UFC stays busy with fate champions. Yeah,
1: exactly. So they'll, they'll figure out someone to take that role next. And then when Khabib comes back, they try and make a super fight of that. So, I mean, it's all going to build on top of itself. Ultimately, Khabib was probably going to take more time off after this win anyway, potentially. So I, I don't know. I mean, we'll see what happens, but I feel like a suspension has got to happen.
0: Yeah, that was a good fight, man. That was a good. That was a good day of fights. And and, and you know what, man? It, it's weird. And obviously, I'm not a fighter, so it's always funny when people who aren't fighters talk about it. But like, man, I feel like when you face that dude, man, he hasn't lost yet. You just gotta go in there swinging for the fences, bro. As soon as that shit starts, just start swinging for the fences. Because as soon as that dude takes you down, it's pretty much game over, man. Like we're gonna do this. What was round, amazing the round, was the that. Round
1: the threat of the takedown made khabib the better striker
0: yeah it was crazy like
1: that was that was the thing that shocked me i mean it wasn't just the one connection either there were multiple times where khabib was tagging connor and connor wasn't able to do the same cuz connor connor was fighting kind of scared honestly and it wasn't like a scared scared it was fighting in the sense of like i know that if i get taken down i cannot get back up Connor knew that right away. I mean, you see it from the first round. He doesn't even try and get back up. He's mostly just killing time. He's like, okay, you won this one. I'm going to sit on the ground, and then I'm going to try and knock you out next yeah. round. Yeah, His coach but- already
0: said like he feels like the one um, thing they would definitely have to correct going into a rematch would be more offensive and less defensive. Like They were so... Concerned with a takedown that they made themselves, you know, not enough of an attack. You know what I mean? What
1: do you What do you think of a rematch? Because, like, from a politics standpoint, and like the fame of it all, and like the rivalry, sure. But to me, like, Khabib's just going to do the exact same thing again to Conor. Yeah. I don't. I don't think Conor has the tools needed to beat a guy like Khabib. But you know who does? Tony Ferguson.
0: Tony Ferguson. 100%. And that is
1: the, that is the interesting fight. I mean, that's the fight that. I think the diehard fight fans we've been trying to see for so many years now and if it finally happens after all this i mean this is this is it i mean tony's won 11 straight khabib's undefeated like the now should be the time but i don't know if there's the money there i I really don't i don't know how many people get up to see that yeah i do i'm i'd be psyched to see it
0: yeah I, i was gonna say i mean any fight with mcgregor especially a rematch is definitely gonna be the the numbers game but um, it's definitely not the one that, you know, die hard or fight enthusiasts would probably want to see, you know, but, um, it's, you know, what I do like about Connor and I feel like, and I don't want to like, I'm trying to think of the best way to say this, but like not that he doesn't care about his record, but I feel like he's a dude that takes on challenges, you know, with the Mayweather situation, obviously he got rich. Um, and obviously every fight he gets richer, but I just feel like he's like, so about the challenge like challenging himself and like making history in some sense, or like you know doing something that sounds or is crazy or not you know necessarily in his favor. Like I feel like the losses, putting a loss in his on his record, doesn't really bother him like that. It's just not achieving the goal is what bothers him. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah, I think both those things have been true. Yeah, like his like his I appreciate that. Side have of not him. faced him so far. Yeah, and his choice in opponents has so far Ben to go after the best of the best if he will I don't know if that's going to continue and I think it's just it's just the reality of the situation at this point I mean Connor's last two of his last what four fights so you're running into a situation where if he loses his next fight which I think happens if he rematches with Khabib which realistically happens if they do Nick Diaz three or Nate Diaz three I'm sorry um I mean, I think that there there's a lot of matchups out there that make me concerned for Conor um, from kind of like a longevity standpoint as far as his popularity goes. Yeah. Because, I mean, he can only lose so many times. Yeah. It's all going to be like, all right, you know, you love the mystique, but, you know, he's just another fighter. He's, yeah. not, he's not the mystic Mac who can knock anybody out. And honestly, I... I think it's interesting that people don't already feel that way because I think I kind of – I don't know if I was fully there before this fight. As soon as this fight started and in the first round, I saw Khabib doing what I expected him to do and doing it in what I felt was a pretty effortless manner. I was just like, okay, it's – you know, it's, it's, it's done. Like to me, the well, reign of I mean, Conor I, was done. I think you
0: could moment. argue like if you took all the weight classes that you could argue not putting Conor in the top ten.
1: Oh yeah, I I mean women men
0: all weight classes, even if it's just active fighters right now, I think you could argue not. Pound for pound.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I I don't I don't think you could either. And I think what's crazy is this division is so so stacked that I think that it would be fair even just in like the two weight classes up and down from one fifty five. Like if you took the 170ers, one fifty five and one forty five you're running into a situation where i don't think connor's in the top 10 of that like it it's tough but i mean i don't know if he beats a kevin lee yeah i don't yeah i don't i don't think he beats tony that's yeah, why if you doesn't.
0: look at tony's record man and who he's beat it's a pretty impressive list man
1: i think personally and i don't see it happening but i think the best fight for connor from a publicity standpoint and a fight that he could win is weighted out Wait to find out, and hopefully Max Holloway beats Brian Ortega, and try and fight Max Holloway. The yeah. problem is, is that you're trying to go down and wait, and I just don't see Conor doing that. But that to me is like, that's the a winnable fight. That's yeah, that's that's it's winnable. It's an exciting fight. I'd be stoked to watch it, and it's you know potentially for a title. But it, I don't see it happening essentially because he's got to go down and wait.
0: Yeah. All right. The last foul or no foul. My balls being hot are a valid excuse for why I do this podcast with my pants off. <laughs> uh, that makes two of us. Uh, shout out to Derek Lewis.
1: Oh, my God. That was the greatest speech in the history of fights. Like, that was, <laughs> was so good.
0: <laughs> You've seen the guy come in the ring and he's like, your, put your pants on. <laughs> oh, my God.
1: It was so ridiculous. Gonna fight that Daniel man, Cormier. That man's getting a title fight. Yes. A Daniel fight. Cormier.
0: It's going down.
1: Not not gonna happen. but Cormier's gonna
0: make quick work of him. No,
1: I I'm interested to see what the line's gonna be on a fight like that because I feel like Cormier has got to be a gigantic favorite. But I don't know, we'll I'll put
0: I'll put does. him I'll put money on uh, on Lewis
1: then. Yeah, I put money on Lewis falling asleep after the first round. <laughs> it
0: was just so funny. Joe Rogan's like, "Hey man, you got to be in line for like a title shot." He's like, "Don't do that shit to me right now, man. I need a chair. I need to sit down. I need yeah, some cardio." Now he's
1: now he's getting that title shot in... <laughs> Three weeks or something retarded. Yeah, uh, that's crazy. It, pardon my French. Ooh, it's
0: something you, stupid. You, you said a bad word.
1: I um, mean, I don't like using that word I know, in the context.
0: I know it's so. one of those words, yeah. man. It's, it not, it's it's who you are, man. We've just exposed you. No, we know. see how freely you use it now. It's um, okay. I'm,
1: I'm comfortable with having accidentally mm-hmm. used it. Sure. Sure you are.
0: Sure you are. Send your letters directly to at the other FF guy. Any complaints? Anything yeah. he says or he does is not S- an opinion of clock Send me a letter drivers.
1: on Twitter, guys. 240
0: <laughs> Make characters. Make sure you put a stamp on it. 240 characters, 80 characters, whatever it is. It'll be a short letter. We've reached the end of the show, Adam. That's it. But we do have one thing left, and that's show and tell. Show and tell. It's like we're back in kindergarten, baby. Uh, it's a part of the show, man. We we you know we take a second. We step away from fancy football for a second, and we both share something that you know we we're, that we're enjoying right now, whether it's a physical thing, an item, don't not a girl, but or you know not that kind of stuff, but you know a show, a thought, an idea, anything you want. You last week went down an album route, which I haven't consumed still. Shame on me for that. So I can't even give you my thoughts. Uh, just like you haven't watched a TV show that I gave, I'm sure. So you can't That's give true. me your thoughts. So I have not. We're equally as shitty as partners as we could be here. Yeah, um, <laughs>
1: yeah, definitely not taking each
0: other's <laughs> advice at all. But I'm going to go with music this week. I'm going to go with music this week. I'm going to go with an artist by the name of Jesse Reyes. Sort of underrated still at this point. I don't know if a lot of people are aware of her. Um, I mean, obviously she's popular and obviously she's famous, but it depends on what magnitude we're talking about here. Uh, but Jesse Reyes is who I'm going with. Her voice is filled with passion, man. Her music and everything is like off the charts to me. Um Her music is, like, real and raw and unique to me. Same with her voice. So I'm just going to say, go check out her music. Do it ASAP. Uh, I'll give you three song titles to go check out. Dear Yessie. Dear Yessie, if that wasn't clear. Body Count and Shutter Island. Jesse Reyes. Go look her up. Adam, do you got anything to show off today, man? Or just tell us about
1: yeah i i don't <laughs> um sure, no it, it, it's fine i i was literally just racking my mind because i forgot uh you know this whole this whole You're segment that kid
0: that shows up to the class for show and tell oh, i forgot my toy today
1: yeah pretty much i was like i got nothing to show or tell about but uh no um i i will bring to the table uh one of my favorite podcasts so as soon as you guys get done listening to this podcast you can uh Unwind with something completely non-sports, non-fantasy football related, but uh, easily one of, if not my favorite podcasts, is a podcast called My Brother, My Brother and Me, which is a uh, comedy advice podcast that I honestly... I can't say anything other than just to like go on YouTube and type in My Brother, My Brother and Me and click on literally anything that comes up. They're freaking hilarious. They do so many bits that are just honestly things that really have stuck with me and that like me and my other friends who listen to them joke about because they just they become our own inside jokes in a way and it's a really cool community um if you've never listened to any of their podcasts it's just it's really silly it's meant to be really lighthearted and fun and they're honestly why is the title
0: repeated my brother my brother and me is it three brothers
1: it's three brothers. Okay. I think I thought that was self-explanatory. I'm just making but, sure. I'm just making you know, sure. Yeah, yeah. I'm just making mm-hmm. sure because it
0: was a really great show one time on Nickelodeon called My Brother and Me. I didn't know if they were trying to avoid some kind of like copyright infringement or something.
1: I vaguely remember that show. It was a great yeah. show. Again, underrated. I don't know if I'd agree with that, but okay. Underrated, bro. <laughs> Look it up. Look it up. But yeah, I mean uh the the brothers from my brother my brother and me also have a uh, another podcast called The Adventure Zone as well as they've spun off and created a bunch of other podcasts individually and they kind of have their own little podcasting empire now. If That'd you are so but, greedy, brothers. Yeah, exactly. But some room they, for us. You know, the flagship podcast is my brother my brother and me. And if you're not familiar with the McElroy brothers, sir any of their podcasts. I I highly recommend it. It's been a huge addition to my life in the sense of something that just really is lighthearted, fun and, and helps me get through the week and just being, you know, something that I can look to and and enjoy.
0: Dope. So you guys know my brother, my brother and me, obviously look for it on whatever podcast app you're using. Jesse Reyes, look for her music on whatever streaming music app you're using. So two easy things to get to, two easy things to check out. Definitely curious what everyone's thoughts are. Um, and that's it, man. That's it. I repeat, don't forget to follow me on Twitter and or Instagram or both, however you want to do it, both, one or the other, whatever's your style, it's at Clock Dodgers. If you aren't following me now, you're missing out on some shit, period. That's all I'm going to say. You can also follow Adam at the other F -F guy. I don't believe you're missing out on anything there if you don't follow him, but it's like a nice gesture, you know, it's like a polite thing to do. Follow him, follow my brother, my brother and me, follow Jesse Reyes, follow all these cool people, Adam, because that's just what we do, right? Silence. <laughs> Fucking silence. Be kind. Be great. Keep dodging. And don't be at him.
1: Dodge keeping.